The parsha lech lecha, lech lecha. Shemistanuk Tavram Avinu to go out of Choron to go to Eretz Canaan. He says lech lecha, go to you. So we know what it says in Chassidus. The lech lecha has two meanings. Lech lecha means go to you. That means take the things, the mundane things in your life, and elevate them to the highest level. Where you come from, where your neshama comes from, because the neshama, as we know, comes from the highest, loftiest levels of of godliness of elikus. And we say lech lecha, take everything with you, your whole life, your whole physical life, take it and elevate it all the way lecha to the essence of where you are from, which is in the higher realms. But lech lecha, it says in the Alter Rebbe, is also means the Rebbe in also means that lech. He's actually speaking not to the Jew who's down here surrounded by material and uh, physical concerns. And we tell the Jew, go lift yourself up and bring everything up, your whole surrounding with you, up to the level of consciousness of the very source, the root where the Yashami comes from. But the opposite, we tell a Jew who's actually living in that elevated plane of the Yashami itself, he has a gilo era neshamis, neshamis shines. He comes from Tishrei. When these high holidays and Sukkot and Sivrastayre had revealed and exposed the deepest levels and dimensions of the neshama. And we tell the Jew coming from that lofty plane of reality and lech lecho, go down. Bring that inspiration down into your everyday life. So lech lecho is on both directions the direction of a Jew who is experiencing a Tishra experience, experience of his Neshama's essence being exposed and radiant. And he needs to connect with the real mundane world, which is a difficult transition. And we say, Lech Lecha, go down, don't be afraid. Come down from this high tower and go down into the real world and bring that Kedusha down into everyday life into your physical mundane existence. And then we also say, once you're down there, try to elevate those things and bring them up to a higher plane. This is basically the third parasha where we're sort of coming from Tishrei and trying to define how we ought to transition from the sublime and exalted experiences of Tishrei into, and going down into the most physical, mundane, and plain surroundings of life, and how to connect the two worlds. And the Rebbe says always, when Yaakov goes down into the real world, and hoping to bring with him all that inspiration, he is with simcha, with joy. When you do it with simcha, you're successful. I want to tell a story. A Gewaldig story. A story I once read in Yerushalayim, Yerah Kodesh, in a Sefer. It's about David of Lelev. David Lelever. David Lelever had a chassid. Very special chassid that he very much appreciated. That chassid unfortunately passed away suddenly on a Friday. And nobody wanted to tell the Rebbe about this, about this tragedy. They were afraid, you know, to ruin his Shabbos. It was very, very close to Shabbos. So they didn't tell him. It was Friday night. It was before Kiddush. And Reb David Lelever, before making Kiddush, 
Turn to Chassidim, he says, I want to tell you a story. Rebbeftoli Ravshitzer, there was a very famous Chassidish Rebbe, he was a Talmud of uh, Rebbe Melech of Lizhensk, also close to the Chais of Lublin. So once the Rebbeftoli Ravshitzer decided to travel to Lublin, to the Chais. And he went, he traveled together with his colleagues, his friends, they're all traveling together to the Rebbe for Shabbos. On the way, they realized they didn't have enough money to make it all the way to the city of Lublin. So they ran out of food for the horse and food for the wagon driver, the Balagola, and they had to pay him, and they also didn't have money for that. So it was a little bit of a dilemma. So they quickly convened and came up with an idea. There's not far from there, there was a village, and there was a village, a farming village, and there was a Jew in that village that was quite well-to-do. He had a reputation of a wealthy Jew. He was a farmer with many farms, and he had land, and he had animals. So they thought they'll go into that village, and they'll make an announcement that a great Rebbe just arrived, Reb Naftali of Rapshitz. They'll make him the Rebbe. And these are his, the, the people next to Reb Naftali who were traveling with him were his uh, aides, his assistants. And that the Rebbe came only for a few hours to give brachas, blessings to people that have certain needs, and that if people want, they should come now because he's leaving soon. And they'll also invite this rich man. And usually what happens when a Rebbe gives a bracha, uh, a Jew who has a little bit of means would give some money for the Rebbe's uh, house, the house upkeep of the house. So they did so, and they came into the village, they settled in some inn, and the announcement was made all over the village as a great tzaddik that came to town. Knew a lot of Jews stood in line, they wanted to get a bracha, but they couldn't afford to pay much to the Rebbe. So they wanted to get this rich man to come. They heard that this rich man is childless. He hadn't had children in 25 years. He's still childless. So they sent out a message that Reb Naftali, the great Rebbe, the tzaddik, can give brachas for children too. And when the rich man heard that, he said, Ah, I'm not interested. I've been by so many Rebbes. I've been by so many tzaddikim, including the Choyze of Lublin. I've been traveling for years, for decades, to be blessed with a child and nothing. And apparently it was decreed in the heaven that I and my wife will not be blessed with children. So they told Reb Naftali what this man said. So Reb Naftali sent another messenger to him and said, Tell him, that I write Kameyas. Kameyas are these amulets, you know, a piece of parchment where great Mukabalim would often write special words, mystical references to Kabbalistic powers. And these uh, people would carry them with them and this would bring blessings to their lives. He says, I have a special Kameya, such an amulet that I can write that is guaranteed to work for children. So the messenger came to this villager and told him the message of Reb Naftali. So the villager said, okay, in that case I'm going. If he guarantees that the Kamea will work, I'm coming. He went to Reb Naftali. Reb Naftali wrote down a Kamea, put it in a little envelope. He says, you must not open this. You must keep it with you. Until you're blessed with a child. The villager was very impressed and he laid down a a handsome donation for the Rebbe and his upkeep, the upkeep of his court, 
And for that money, Reb Naftali and his colleagues were able to travel on to Lublin. A year later, a year passes, and Reb Naftali again wants to travel again for a Shabbos to Lublin, together with his colleagues. And on the way, they again find themselves close to that village, and they thought, we don't need money this year, this year they had money. But they thought they would just pass by and see the village. They've, they've been there a year ago, and they wanted to see it. They went into the village, and they hear that they see there's a big commotion. They asked the villagers, what's the commotion about? They said, well, there's a big simch in Shtetl. Remember that there's a villager here in town, the wealthy man, who hadn't had children in 25 years, and now he's blessed with a son. And today is the bris. And guess who is coming? The chayz of Lublin is coming to be Sandik. So when Reb Naftali and his friends heard this, they said, hey, we're not going to travel, we're going to stay here now. We want to stay for the bris. The chayzer is coming. They're staying in town. Note the bris took place, the chayzer was there, they had a big feast. And during the feast, the father of the boy, the, the villager, got up and gave a speech. He thanked Hashem for the great miracle, an astounding miracle, 25 years had passed without a child, and now he has a child. And then he pointed to Reb Naftali, who he recognized from last year, and says, oh, is that Jew there at the end of the table? He told the Chayzer, who was sitting at the head of the table. He says, that Jew, that young man, this young man over there, he the one who gave me a Kamea, an amulet, and because of that I was blessed with a child. He promised that I'll have a child because of this Kamea. The Chayzer heard this, he was astounded. Because this man, this villager, used to travel to him for years, give many donations to the Chayzer's family, to the Chayzer's uh, household, and he wasn't blessed with a child. And I said, this young man, he, he knows who this young man is. It's one of his Talmidim. So he said to the father of the boy, the Chayzer said to him, bring me the Kamea, I'd like to see it. So the father brought the Kamea, and the Chayzer opened it up, and it said like this, in Polish, not in Hebrew. It's written in Polish. An old cow can also give milk. And that's it. The Chayzer started smiling and laughing. And he called over Rabbi Naftali Rabshitz and he said, I'll tell you what happened. This man was not meant to have a child. But what you wrote in this Kamea caused such an um, laughter uproar, an uproar of laughter in the heavens. An old cow can have can give milk, so why can't an old lady have a child and nurse her baby? That was the intent of the Kamea, and he wrote it in Polish. If an old cow can give milk, an old lady should be able to have a child and also give milk. Now it was so funny that in the heavens all the malachim started laughing. And from the great Simcha in Shemaim, they blessed the guy with a child. When there's a Simcha, it says in the Zoya, the Rebbe brings it many times in his letters to people who are complaining, that they're ba'atzvahs there, they're depressed because of their conditions in life. And the Rebbe says in the Zoya, in Parashas Tetzavet, of Kufchov Dalet, I really know the page because I saw it so many times. And there it says that when a Yid is Sameach is happy down here, then he causes a huge simcha in the heavens because everything that we, whatever we do here, we cause a reciprocal response in the heavens. And when there's simcha in the heavens, all the gates of blessings become open, are opened up for us.
So the, the simcha in the heavens opened up the gates of blessings for this man. So the David Lelava told that story. And then he continued and said, I know about my chassid. My dear chassid who passed away a few hours ago. And let me tell you what happened in the heavens. When he came up in front of Bez and Shalmaila, the heavenly tribunal, and they asked him, whose chassid are you? He told them, I'm a chassid of Rabbi David of Lelev. So this caused such a laughter. You are a chassid of this guy? You call him a Rebbe? Rabbi David Lelev said about himself. Yeah, he was a humble man. He says, it caused such a uh, uh, laughter in the heavens that he calls David Lelever a Rebbe that from the great Simcha they took him straight into Ganeid.